What story is the world not getting? I'm Dr. Adrienne McKeon, AKA the Story Whisperer. As a creation coach, my purpose is to help humans reconnect to themselves, to each other, and to the boundless creative energy that flows through each and every one of us. By releasing our unique perspectives and relatable experiences in the form of inspirational stories, not only do we give the world a precious gift that is ours alone to give, we help them really get our core message and come to a deeper understanding of the universal wisdom within it. Are you ready to reconnect? Good, because that's allowed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the That's Allowed podcast. I'm your hostess, Dr. Audrey McKeon, and today we have Terry Cargilla. Terry, please introduce yourself to this audience here. Hello. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, um, as far as I go, um, so really quick story. Um, you know, I was trained as a traditional therapist. Um, I grew a, a large company that's owner independent at this point. And then um, that's given me the freedom to do what I feel really tr truly feel called to do, which is a company called Talking With Terry, where I work with women entrepreneurs, um, really clearing out the barriers, the blocks, and all the limiting beliefs that hold us back from really, um, you know, creating the life that we actually love. So yes, that's all such good stuff, such good stuff. And I know my audience is really going to resonate with you and with that. So without any further ado, I'm going to ask you that first question. What story is the world not getting? Mm, I love this because I'm going to interpret this as, you know, I truly believe and I just, and I, and maybe because my mindset goes into like the entrepreneurs, the women entrepreneurs that I work with mm -hmm. um, and women in general, just not even whether they're, they, they're working in corporate America or, or whatnot time and time again, I think that's a story that we don't, we're not getting quite yet is that we are these amazing, brilliant, powerful beings and when we step into what I call our, our purpose and our passion and our potency, like anything's possible. And I used to think that that was like, when I, when I heard that saying, or like I saw the t-shirt and it says anything's possible. I'm like, mm, right. Like, but when you, when I get to this place of like, truly, when you're in alignment with everything that the world, universe, God, spirit, angels, your intentions, your purpose, your gifts, like all of it, when it's all in alignment and it lines up so beautifully, it truly is remarkable what the human mind and the human body can do. Absolutely. I love to explore that distinction between improbable and impossible. Yes. Yes. Literally anything is possible. Correct. Now, the question is, what challenges are you willing to take on to do something highly improbable? Yes, I love it. Well, and you're speaking my language right now because I, and maybe it's a little bit of ego, but what I, when people tell me no, right, my immediate response <laughs> is like, well, then there has to be another way. Like, I don't go like, maybe I just don't receive no very well, but like, again, it, it becomes my fuel being like, oh, like, well, I, okay. So I was looking at the obvious answer. Now, like, let's go back and let's be really creative and let's like, look at like, what are all the possibilities? And like, what if we could create a different way or what if, right? And so I find it to be 
really engaging in the brain because of course, like the brain is going to search, you know, find the evidence that we support it. Right. But it also, I mean, that could be positive or negative. And if, and if I'm going like, well, okay, what else is possible? What else can I create? The brain goes, okay. And every time, knock on wood, every time I've found another way. Right. And so I love that, um, that distinction there before, because like, you know, you're right. Like we are, we have to do the work. Right. And oftentimes when we get a no, or we're like, oh, that's not, that didn't work out. We, we, we stop that route of that pursuing that dream or pursuing that, you know, target in which we're, you know, pursuing. Yeah. I, as an executive assistant, I learned, uh, never to say no. I always said yes. If (laughs) I love it. And that's just part of who I am. I think I'm yeah. just like an optimist. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah we can figure yeah. that out. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's figure out a way. Um, that said, I think, you know, I, I had a tendency to just accept no as the end of the conversation when actually that's mm. the beginning of the conversation. That's brilliant. Yeah. And so that's something I've had to train myself on is when I hear a no, I go, okay, but why? Let's we're, we're gonna get along so well. Like, you're, you're gonna be my new instant best friend. Okay. I'm like, oh. like, I love the questioning. I love the curiosity. Like, right? Like when we get into that place of exploration and curiosity and like, like why? Like, why is that? Because oh, there was a story years and years ago, and I'm and I don't remember who wrote about it, so I apologize. But essentially the story goes, um, it was like third generation, they were baking. Um, and they were, oh goodness, I think it was, I had a holiday and the grandmother, um, the mother cuts off the butts of the ham and puts the ham in the, in the oven. And the granddaughter goes, mom, you know, why do you do it that way? And, um, she's like, I don't know. Like my grandmother did it. My, you know, like my mom did it. My grandmother did it. Blah, 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 blah. And it went up like four generations. And, um, eventually they went up the chain. Like, why did this? Why did we do this? And it literally like, was like, you know, 40 years ago, the great grandmother, the, the pan was too, um, the, the ham was too big for the pan. So she cut the butts off to make it fit, (laughs) but they continued to do it. Right. We continued to do, you know, and we didn't question. Right. And so I'm always opening up. And when when I, I, I try to lead by example with my daughter, it's like asking the question, like, right? Like what, what does that open us up for when we open that question? Because there's oftentimes we do things unconsciously or consciously, and this was generationally put passed down that, you know, over time, sometimes it changes, you know, the story changes or the meaning of it changes. Right. And so I, I love the fact that you're constantly questioning the why, right? Yeah. The, they say tradition is a set of solutions for which we have forgotten the problems. And I think we often don't spend enough time defining our problems. Einstein, I think it was, who said, you know, if I had an hour to figure out, a, you know, to to solve a really difficult problem, I would spend 50 minutes defining the problem. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, so so I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So I'm just going to pose this question to you. What do you think is the biggest problem facing most of the people that you work with? these uh, women entrepreneurs, I would say for the most part, what do you think is the biggest problem that they're facing? Okay. And I usually will respond by saying it's, I, I truly believe 
going back to this, the, the population that I work with is it goes back to mindset, right? Yes. Because I can teach strategy. I can be taught skills. I can be taught, you know, I think Warren Buffett is the one who, um, he constantly, um, hires waitresses. Um, if they have great customer service, he's like, cause you can teach everything else, right? Like how you show up, how you're being right. And, um, you know, I think that we come back to, you know, one of the biggest challenges is mindset. And that's a pretty global concept. I understand that. Um, but it also impacts, you know, um, our confidence, our ability to, you know, the, the self-sabotaging behaviors, the, yeah. the limiting stories. I mean, so often we are running on these previous programs and at some point, I'm a big believer that all of our programs have served a purpose. Okay. Yes. I had previous programming that was not the greatest, but it served its purpose for the time being. Yeah. At some point in my life, that program, because that programming, what that programming did to me was say, you got to fight, you got to stand up, you got to like, you got to, you know, um, you know, um, you got to protect yourself. You've got to, you know, have a voice. Right. And I, in, at some point though, that those stories me in trouble. <laughs> that story, um, you know, started helping, you know, um, it really started limiting my ability to yeah. create. It's, it started to impact my ability. I mean, I was starting to sabotage some of my successes because of those stories. So at some point when you rub against that, I'm going to, my cat's scratching at the door here. So I'm going to let, take this opportunity to let him in too. Come on in cat. Hello. So some of these, um, when we talk about mindset, it's, it, it is kind of a global term. We're talking about, you know, how we're showing up, you know, the self-sabotaging behaviors, confidence, self-worth, mm -hmm. all of this, you know, that's, that's contributing, you know, contributing to our mindset, but also, um, at some point, you know, we've had these limiting beliefs that have served us, right? Yeah. I even call, you know, from my own personal experience had, you know, some of these limiting beliefs that served me to a certain point, but at some point they stop performing, they stop serving us. And it actually can be detrimental. You know, I can speak from my own personal experiences over and over again. And so at some point there was a point in my time, in my life where it had to shift, it had to change. Um, so it could be more of a contribution. Right. And so I think that's, you know, what do you we're think it was? Do you remember? Oh, I had multiple points, um, but these like, little, like these like little, like these times of like pivots or transitions or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Micro shifts. Um, yeah. These like little micro shifts. And I think, um, goodness, I, I remember some like as a childhood, I, I think one of the, um, one of the um, downloads, I guess I, I would call it a little bit of a download. When I was very, very young, I was extraordinarily shy. Like when I say <laughs> I was shy, I was deathly shy. I mean, I just, oh my goodness. I just felt like I was, I was just so afraid for any type of, um, 
any level of communication because I had I had a learning disability that was undi- undiagnosed for a really long time. Um, I struggled with language. I always joke. I was on a call earlier today, and I said, "Language is not my first language." Like I can't even tell <laughs> now that I'm speaking and podcasting and all this other stuff. I'm like, how in the world was I chosen to do this? Because language has been very challenging for me um, to do. You know, tons of you know, like even communication. And so, um, where was I going with that? Um, but when I was in sixth grade, I had this awareness. And now when I look back, I could probably call it a download. But at some point, because this would not been in alignment with what I was thinking and believing at the time, I was like, you know what? I got to figure this out. I got to figure out this shyness because this is not serving me. And so I signed up for the only thing that you could not be shy for. Do you want to take a guess at what that might be? A debate club or <laughs> close, close. Um, cheerleading. Oh yeah. I signed up and I was like a sixth grader trying out for the junior high team, which was middle school. And so I was in front of the entire high school and I felt like I was like an inch tall in the auditorium cheering, you know, trying out. And I always joke with people. I'm like, I don't know if they felt bad for me or they just needed an extra body on the team, but somehow I made the team. (laughs) But that was such a game changing experience for me because Mm -hmm. I found my, I had to find my voice very quickly and it took me about three months of muddling through it to kind of feel that. But honestly, I, then I went on to become the, um, um, uh, in junior high, I ended up becoming in eighth grade, the captain, the captain of the team. And, and it just continued to build, but it really put myself out there because that, that belief of, you know, whatever that was underneath that probably honestly in, in, to- in truth, but be told it was probably that I'm not enough or I'm not good enough or that underlying belief that was, you know, that was showing up as shyness that then I was able to transform into something better. And I'm so grateful. Now I feel like I was born an introvert because of how I got the energy, but I truly feel like I'm an extrovert. So I kind of almost had this like, you know, kind of cool transition, um, you know, during this whole time. So that's anyway, awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I really think that everything we want is on the other side of our fear. And that is such a great uh, yeah. example of that. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to be like peeing our pants, terrified. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, just, but you know, but I truly believe that. And I, I love that you said that because I truly believe that I'm constantly brushing up against fear. And when, when I see fear, and I see that I'm rubbing up against her and I'm like, Hey, hello. Like I acknowledge her and I, and I say hello to her and I greet her, I acknowledge her because I take some way, some way, some of her power away when I do that. But then I, I just trust and believe that she's here for me. Right. I trust yes. that she's showing up for me. And I, when you think about emotions, emotions are our internal guidance system. So there's yes. nothing to be afraid of when we're angry, we're angry because there's something that it is communicating to us through our bodies, through our emotions. Hey, pay attention to something, right? So when fear shows up, I just greet her and, um, and have a conversation with her. Like literally I'm like, Hey, I got this, you know? And then I usually will say that I always say this probably wrong, but the hope no open no saying, which is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. And then that kind of chills her out a bit. Right. Um, but then I, I continue to take steps forward, um, with that. And, over the years, I'm all, I'm all about um, expanding that, right? How do I become more expansive? And, you know, one of the other things that I was um, terrified of doing was I'm terrified of heights. So apparently we're born with two fears. Everything else is learned. Um, but I kept wanting to 
and, and one of them is the sensation of falling, right? So I kind of feel like fear of heights and sensation of falling is kind of the same thing. So I'm like, I'm kind of born with it, but I'm like, but that's not true for everybody. You know, I know lots of people that are not afraid of heights, right? So I have over the last couple of years, I was probably like 10 to 15 years, I pushed myself, you know, so I'm, I became kind of, kind of the adventurista. So I'm always testing boundaries and like, yes, let's do this. Let's go skydiving. Let's go zip lighting. Let's do this. Let's do like, I'm constantly seeking out that adventure just to prove to myself, like, yes, I can have that fear, but it doesn't have to overcome me. It doesn't have to stop me. And so um, it's been kind of a fun little activity that I do on the side of, you know, constantly pushing those boundaries. That's so wonderful. I'm actually doing a talk tomorrow on emotional hygiene. And so you are speaking my language. I love it. Girl preach. I think it's so important and people really don't understand this, that when you have an emotion, that emotion is there for you. It's trying to protect you from something. Now that may be something that is not actually a threat to you right? Yes. True. Yes. In which case you just let it know. It's like a little kid that's coming to you and saying, mom, there's a monster under your bed. I need to protect you. And you say, oh, I love you so much. Come here. Thank you so much for trying to protect me from that monster under the bed. But you know what? Mama's got it. Mama's got this. Yeah. yeah, I love it. You can go back to bed. Whether it's perceived or it's real, Mm -hmm. it's having that conversation because uh, again, I think sometimes when we just, we bring awareness to it again, it just constantly, I mean, it's, it's, like, okay, I, you heard me. Thank you. Thank you for Absolutely. Listening. Just that acknowledgement and that validation. I think 90% of the time, once you do that, once you acknowledge that emotion, oh, hi, there you are. Thank you so much for coming. I've got this. Yeah. It goes. It yes. just goes. Yes. I love it. That's fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. So, um, the, the, the next question I usually ask is like, what was on your hero's journey? What was that moment of separation for for you where you realized that maybe you were different, maybe things weren't working for you the way they needed to work for you, and you just had to take a new path? What was that for you? Yeah. um, Gosh, you know, I... You know, I just, I, the, one of the, th- the, one of the kind of the turning points um, that I had in, I'm going back even into high school, Yeah. Um, you know, and it was, it was such a pivotal moment in my life that I call, I, I call it up often because I, I think back to that time often and think, gosh, what a transformational experience that I had that like took me off. It may change the trajectory of my life. And I'm so grateful for it looking back. Um, but essentially, um, so I grew up in a really small town um, and we, in our school, we had, um, we had a career counselor, but we did not have a, like a mental health therapist or, um, social worker or anything like that, that dealt with the emotions. And so, um, I was selected in my sophomore year in high school, selected, there were six of us, three girls and three boys that became that, that was trained in peer counseling. And so we got all the training. I mean, literally we went to Washburn university, which is a huge Mecca in Kansas for, um, social work. And um, we got three days of training. We'd go back every six months with, you know, amazing training. And I was in charge of the fifth and sixth graders. And at some point during my, that year, I had a fifth grader come to me and tell me that her sixth grade friend was going to commit suicide, that she had a plan. And it was pretty involved where the, her parents were going to go away for the weekend and she was going to have a babysitter for two nights. 
Um, and she was going to commit suicide that Friday night. Um, wow. And she had the plan. She had the means. She had everything involved. And then she was going to tell the babysitter this, you know, elaborate story. She's going to sleep in. Don't bother. Blah, blah, blah. And um, we intervened. And I was, I mean, I don't know how old you are when you're a sophomore, but young, <laughs> maybe what, I don't know, 15, 16. Yeah. And um, like, I remember like we stepped in and I, I keep thinking like, I think we saved this girl's life. I mean, like we took action, we got her hospitalized and we were able to get her supports and all of that stuff. And it was such one of those moments in my life that just pivoted. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do. And um, I had a little bit of, I had some hurdles to go through because what I didn't realize is the person, the career counselor that at the time did not support that route in life mm -hmm. for various reasons. And he was very clear to me that he did not want me to pursue that. So he pre pretty much, um, I died in his eyes. Um, he would not acknowledge me anymore. He would not talk to me. He would not support me. I was a first generation graduate student uh, or um, college student. So I had to kind of figure things out on my own. And I am so grateful for that lesson. I had to figure it out. Like I didn't have someone guiding me. I didn't have someone, I was like, what is college? Like what is... But what I feel like it made me become super adaptable too is like just the fact that it was, I had to figure it out. Like there was nobody else giving me the answers. There was nobody. So um, I'm so grateful for that lesson. That was, that was such a gold nugget in that experience. And then I went on to, you know, go into the, you know, professional counseling and then continue to, you know, grow and expand that. And then I found faster, faster ways to help people. And so, um, but yeah, so I, the, that journey was, was a really powerful journey for myself. Yeah. And just the fact that even as a high school student, you knew yourself well enough and trusted your intuition well enough to yeah. be able to say to this authority figure, no, I understand that you have your opinions or <laughs> you know, yes. agenda, but I'm still going to do what's yeah. right for me. So congratulations. That yeah. is, that's not nothing. Uh, yeah. And I, and I always tell my daughter, I always tell my daughter that it's like, just because someone says this is not possible, right? Kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation doesn't doesn't mean that that's that's real. You know, doesn't mean that that's there's not another way or a solution or whatever. You know, and I'm so grateful. I'm I'm grateful that I didn't listen. Right? Not that I'm giving the message to go against authority, but um, I'm just grateful that I continue to you know persevere. And um, you know, I'm so grateful. Like this whole path, like you know, has been so in a lot of ways, divinely laid out. Well, tell me more about that path. So, you know, after the separation, there's that initiation period where you're learning yeah. so much and finding everything that you need to do what you're here to do. So tell me a little bit more about that journey. Yeah. Like I just, um, I think that that process lasted for years actually, cause I just was so eager to learn, 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 right. Finished my master's, got out to my own private practice, expanded that, built that, still learning. I learned a ton about business. I learned, I mean, I was just inundated. I love the idea of business and systems and structure and, you know, dived really deep into um, all of that. Um, just eager to learn. And literally like, I felt like the best way I can describe it is like, I feel like it was like a kid in a candy store. Like, just like, I just want to experience and taste and like play and like, oh, this is so great. And, and, and just doors started opening up. And I think that I was just trusting in the process 
and um, not not having it all figured out. And when I look back at what I created with the counseling center, I really thought that that was going to be my end all be all. I thought that that was my, I honestly thought that that I, I would retire and I would like, this would be the end all be all. But I realized looking back now that that was like my passion project. I kind of did things backwards. Like that was my passion project because I really was, I mean, we created a very large counseling practice that, you know, continues to run itself and help thousands and thousands of people every year. And, um, and then what I just felt called to do just kept it just kept coming back in and just kept coming back in. And um, I always joke with people that I'm probably the, I'm probably the um, first therapist that you'll ever hear talk that I, I, I say I'm not a big component of therapy because I found other ways. I mean, I, I took my 23 years of counseling. I combined it with energy psychology mm-hmm. and then I applied the principles of quantum physics. And so now when I'm working with entrepreneurs, um, you know, I understand where they're coming from, but I also understand there's a better and faster way um, so that people, I mean, sometimes the the techniques and tools that I use with folks, um, it's literally 30 seconds to a minute. Um, It doesn't take much Mm -hmm. and we can shift these paradigms. We can shift these, you know, belief systems and we can have, we can engage the brain in such a way that we can start um, having them see the evidence you know, very quickly. And when we, when we start to shift that in the brain and that that's part of that reprogramming, um, it doesn't require much for people to be like, Oh, okay, here we are. And now certain things start to line up and that's truly what I feel called to do. So I know that this journey has been bringing me to this point. And when I look back, even some of the darkest days that I experienced, I was like, Oh, like there's such a, I would never say this day one, but there's such a profound sense of gratitude. Like I'm like, wow. Like, I am so grateful that that happened. Yes. Did it take me out of, and did it feel awful? And did it, da, 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 da. yes, but you know, um, there were so much lessons learned and there was just, you know, such amazing things that came out of that journey. And so profound for the journey. Um, and I, and I get it that I'm one of these people that like to like have the answers now. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go, let's, let's go. Um, you know, and, but it's, it's having that, like my greatest lesson I says, I suppose in this lifetime is having patience, <laughs> still learning. I'm still working on that one. Um, um, but it's been a profound journey. That sounds so amazing. And now I, I want to ask you, like, can, can you do something with me? Like, can we do a, an exercise here? Yeah. I always do what, what at the end of, of my podcast. So I'll do that for you in a minute, but I would love yeah. for you to, to, to do something with me. You, you, it, dealer's choice, man. This is dealer's this choice. Your stuff, so. Rolling up my sleeves here. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, she's getting ready. So um, let's do this. Let's talk. Like, let's. Um, I'm trying to think of something that would be global for the audience. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, actually, let's do this. Let's do like a little. Like, we'll do this like a little. Are you familiar with Brain Gym? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do this because okay. this is a fun exercise that's global that you can do every day. You can do during the night. There's lots of ways and ways in which you can utilize this. So for the listeners, if you're driving, pull over, take some notes, pause, come back to this. Okay, um, I don't want you doing this when you're driving. Okay, yes. so um, so no I'm distracted gonna, driving, please. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna explain this because I don't think we're we're not on video normally, right? This is just a podcast. I mean, um, like audio. I, I do usually use the video on YouTube as oh, well. Perfect. Oh, good. Well, okay, I'm going to do this for the listeners too. So I'm going to describe okay, what I'm doing. Perfect. It's going to be a, a little, um, I'll take my time explaining it. So what I want you to do is bring out your hands fully to your, to, um, in front of you. Like you're kind of like, Einstein, or yeah, what is it? Frankenstein. <laughs> 
And I want your thumbs pointing up to the ceiling um, and then your kind of fingers down towards the, to the ground, but just hands out in front of you. Oh, I'm sorry, let's pause for a second. Let, let me do this first. Go ahead and clasp your hands like you normally would. Okay, now look down on your hands and which thumb is on top. If your left thumb's on top, you're my lefties. If your right thumb is on top, you're my righties. If your thumbs happen to be in um, the middle, okay, continue interlacing them with the rest of your fingers, okay? And then you will have a left or a right, okay? So um, now, now that we know what you are, um, Adrian, what are you? I'm a lefty as it turns oh, out. Lefty. Okay, fantastic. Um, I'm like, oh, me, I'm a lefty too. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take, bring out your hands like Frankenstein again. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna cross the, for my lefties, you're gonna cross your left hand over your right hand at the wrist. Okay, you guys may wanna come and check out her video on YouTube, okay? And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna take your hands and then close, force, uh, have them continue facing the floor okay. and move them all the way around until they kind of come back on top of each other again. And then you're going to clasp your hands together again, and then you're going to hold, pull this up to your chest. And then you're going to take your left leg over your right leg at the ankle or at the knee, whichever you feel more comfortable doing. And we're going to have you hold that. Now for my righties, go ahead and you hold like that. I'm just going to do the other way too for the other people listening. So if you're right, if you're right over left, you would take your hands, print them out like Frankenstein, do the same thing right over left at the, at the wrist, twist down towards the floor until they come back together again and then hook up and then left I'm sorry uh right leg over left at the at the ankle or at the um at the knee and we're going to hold this for a minute which a minute's a really long time so um we'll just kind of do this for just a few few seconds but when you're doing this at home do it for a minute um and what this does it's called the whole brain hookup and it's great to get the brain grounded if you're having hard times coming up with that name you're like oh what's that person's name that oh it's on the tip of my tongue um or you can't remember something this is a great exercise to do um it's a great exercise to start your day with for the speakers or the coaches out there that are in front of audiences that are speaking that are doing things this is a great exercise to do to help you um what it helps do is bring the files from your reptilian part of the brain up to your um, um, for, um, your uh, frontal cortex of your brain. So you're actually accessing files that um, are kind of back into the forefront. So you, you won't forget stuff as, as often or as easily. When I'm doing exercises and workshops, I do this as one of the things that we start with because we found that it, it helps um, ground the brain, but it also helps retain the information. So if you're, especially at long workshops or things like that, it's great actually to help you retain the information. Super great. Um, if you find your brain kind of like um, zinging, you know, it's like, oh, bouncing off all the, you know, like, ah, and um, this is a great exercise to help grant it as well. So once we do this for a minute, then go ahead, go ahead and unhook your ankles and your hands. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have your hands, um, just the fingertips. So you're going to touch your left hand with your right hand, just the fingertips. So it's kind of like you have an invisible ball in between your hands. And we're going to hold this for one minute. Okay. Again, this is great before you go to bed at night. It's great to wake up in the morning and do this. Literally, it's, you know, two minute exercise, but it's fantastic for the brain. Um, um, it's a great exercise to, again, just to start your day. So very cool. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yes. Okay. Well, I think I'd love to segue here into my favorite little exercise yeah, let's do with, it. My, with my guests. So what I'll have you do, if you would not mind, is just to close your eyes for a moment. Okay. And we're just going to take a couple of deep breaths together first.
Okay, awesome. I always like to uh, envision colored light coming into me okay. as I breathe in. So I'm going to have you do this one more time and then tell me what color is the light that's coming into you. Okay, so I initially got like a like a lightish tealish blue color. Cool. So that is the color of your throat chakra communication. And so that's kind of perfect that we're here today doing that. Here we are. Like good stuff. Back to me. Like, right. <laughs> love it. Language is your first language. You're in this. Oh, I know. <laughs> So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have you close your eyes and I have over here a magic wand. Okay? okay. And once I wave this magic wand, everything that you deeply desire will come to pass here in the present moment. Okay. So I've waved my magic wand. You now have everything that you deeply desire. Your life is exactly as you would like it to be. You are fully yourself. There is nothing in your way. All your obstacles are gone. Now I want you to look around this existence that you have created for yourself and just describe it to me. What do you see, hear, taste, touch, and smell in this space? Um, well, I feel like it's already like here. Like I I feel myself sitting in my studio. I feel, Gorgeous. yeah. And it's, um, so I, um, I just, I smell this amazing, like my daughter has this amazing room spray that she sprays. It's like citrusy, mm. coconutty. It's delicious. Um, and there's just a lightness and there's a, a sense of freedom and a sense of joy and happiness and excitement, um, in the space. Absolutely. So I want you to, in your mind, just go to a different space now, which is kind of your happy place. This is the place that you go. If things are not going right, this is where you go to, to, to recenter. Okay. What, what is that space like um, for you? Definitely at the beach, in mm. my feet in the sand, in the water. It is just um, the sun beaming down. There's just a place of peace. It's a place of ease. It's the waves crashing in. It's my, that's my happy place. What can you hear there? The waves, the, um, the birds, you know, the seagulls, um, you know, laughter from a distance. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And now I want you to see yourself. You're doing what brings you meaning. Mm -hmm. So you're in, you're probably working with someone I'm guessing. Yeah. And I want you to see on their face that you have just helped them have a massive breakthrough. Okay. That she's just got it now. And got she's it. so grateful and she's so kind of overwhelmed with this emotion mm -hmm. of this moment. And just feel that for a moment and tell me what that feels like. Oh, it's, it's, um, it's light and it's um, powerful and profound and, um, it's like this overwhelming sense of gratitude and joy, uh, being able to support and serve individuals. Absolutely. Is there anything in this ideal space that is different from your life as it is now? No, I mean, I feel like, um, it's, it's interesting cause I can see like, like everything in like the full picture. And I feel like mm -hmm. it's here. Like it's really here. It's here. So I want yeah. you to feel that for a moment. Like yeah. just really take a moment to feel you created this. 
yeah, you did this. This is yours. And I want you to just look back. What, how, how did you get here? What were the specific commitments that you needed to make to create what you have now? Uh, the first thing was creating a team, you know, a team behind me, um, you know, being able to outsource the things that I was not good at and the yeah. staying in the zone of, you know, what I'm really good at. And so, you know, that was probably the biggest, um, the biggest thing was creating a team awesome. to, support to, you know, the, to help carry out this, this bigger mission. Awesome. You can open your eyes. Thank you for going on that little yeah, journey with me. I love it. Yeah. And it's so funny because like we literally last week I, on my, um, on my, uh, a call that we do a, a free call on Tuesdays, it's um, talkingwithterry.com backslash Tuesdays. And we did a come as you are party. And I was like, so I actually created my studio for that event, but now I've kept it that way. So it's like, oh, it's here. Like I literally in the space that's, that we're creating. So I love it. I just want to let you know, you are the first person I've done this so many times. You are the first person who has said, I'm already there. Yeah. There's nothing different. I know. Look I've at arrived. This. Look at this. Like, I, I love it. See this. Like, this is part of my studio that that's the, for the TV show um, that mm -hmm. we're launching. Um, and we have it ready to get launched. And then we have a big event that we're launching on February 2nd. Um, and so it's like, it's here. It's, it's, I've done a lot to get here, but it's here. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty profound. That's fantastic. I love so it. So what would you say is the main message or takeaway that you want people to walk away with today? Oh, yes. That we are these amazingly powerful, creative, generative beings. And here's a thing that I want people to remember, because we already know it in our heart of hearts, we already know it, but we've forgotten over the path is that we were I'm going to hold on. I'm going to get into the, I'm going to get into the position here. Okay. Oh yeah. What are we doing? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Oh wait, what are you doing? I'm trying to get back into my, you, you talk. Oh yes. Oh yes. Before. Oh yes. 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 yes I yes. want to remember this, right? Okay. Oh, yes. so then left of a right and then hook up. Okay. Yes. And then yes, yes. Left okay. Leg, left leg Perfect. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, um, oh, where was I going with this now? Sorry. Um, but that Main we, message. Are Take away. Profound, we are these profound beings. And I think sometimes we think, do we have it? Do we not have it? But we were born with it. Like we were literally, it was like a little, like every one of us, when we, be, when we were born into this pure positive energy, we were gifted everything that we needed in that little ball before we even became into physical being. And and with that, we, we were equipped with all the gifts and all the talents and all the beingness that we needed to shed, to sh shine our light in this, in this place and space. And it's not about if we have it or don't, we have it. It's us, un, you know, really um, relearning it and, uh, and uncovering it, right? Because it was born within us. And then when we do that, it is like, I always give the example of the Buddha, um, so in 1957, there was um, some monks that were um, in the process of moving it, this giant clay Buddha from one location to the other. Well, during the move, it actually, part of the, part of the, it cracked. So the monk that was in charge was very distraught. He went down to check on it. He shined a flashlight on this, or on this, um, on the statue. And what he discovered was something shining back. Well, in further discovery, what they did was they took away all the plaster and they discovered a giant, 10 and a half um, foot 
solid gold Buddha that was, you know, $250 million worth in worth. And um, I think it weighed over 200, yeah, 250 million in, in, in weight. And what they discovered was they tried to, um, the Burmese were going to invade Thailand. And so the monks had taken and put all this clay on this, on this Buddha so that it wouldn't have been stolen during the war. Now, all the monks were um, killed during that war. And so the, it was left unknown for over 200 years. So I think about us like going through life, like we are this beautiful golden Buddha, golden energy. And then we've gotten stuff has stuck on us, right? Like, you know, our insecurities, our fears, our doubts, our worries, our insecurities, all of that. But when we break free from that, we are just this totally amazing being. And I, I'm going to invite people to go back into that place and space, which they know and trust that inner knowing that says, yes, I am meant to do more. I am meant to do something profoundly grateful or profound in this, in this world. And I, and I, whether that's having an impact on five people or having an impact on 500 million people, whatever that calling is, that is, that is, you know, talking to you, listen to it, listen to it and take, take note of it because um, it's powerful. It's powerful when you tap into it. That's awesome. I love, I, that's one of my favorite stories too. I love that one. Love it. And I really want to reiterate everything that you've said today. I think, you know, this, this falls just perfectly in line with everything that I do and everything that I teach. Yeah. You are a creator, everybody out there listening. You are a creator. You are a powerful creator and all the limitations that you think you have, they're just up here. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And we can get through them. We can get through them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for being here and please tell us more about the events that you have coming up. Yeah. So I'm not really sure when this will drop um, live, but I do have an event coming up February 2nd. It is a free event. It's a three hour training that we are going to be doing around the mindset. Um, so I would recommend for folks going to talkingwithterry.com. We'll be having some information uh, pop up there and you can get your um, all access pass there. Um, and then, you know, look for me on, I'm on all the social media platforms. My, I have my own podcast called talking with Terry. Um, it's on all the major um, platforms and we are releasing our very first, um, in the next month, um, our very first, uh, television show. Oh, awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and here's the thing. If, if folks want to come and get a free copy of my book, um, it's called Be the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life. It has a forward written by Jack Canfield. Um, they can go and check it out at bethemagicofyou.com and they can get their free copy. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being here, yeah, Terry. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here to witness that. After all, a story with no audience to receive it is like a plant with no soil to take root in. If you found this episode worthwhile, please pass it on. And if you've got a story the world just isn't quite getting, I'm here to help. Check out my website, thatsallowed.com, to get your free ideal scene meditation and start releasing your masterpiece today.